Welcome to the Brush It Up podcast with Lindsay Finchart. I'm Lindsay, your fellow artist and entrepreneur, and this podcast is a resource for artists of all levels of experience and features interviews with successful creatives that will provide you with the tools and motivation you need to take your art career to the next level. So whether you're just starting out or have been working in your field for years, I'd love to hear what questions and topics you're interested in. And if I don't have all the information, I will find someone who does. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you know when our next episode is out. And follow me at Lindsay Finchart on social media. I want to introduce Jamie Lynn Moore Art. Jamie is with us today. And we met kind of via social media. We had some relatives who knew each other from work. And Jamie reached out to me on email which was really exciting. We have a similar background in education and art and teaching and all of that. So this will just be fun. It just feels like old friends talking about our art and business and all that. So Jamie, you are a high school art teacher. I am. And a mom. Yes. You create art in a lot of different avenues. So can you just start by telling us uh, a little bit about your artwork that you make? Oh, sure. Um, Well, I am a painter. I love color so that's kind of what i'm drawn to and what informs most of my art i'm very much a nature person i love to observe and be outside Um, so a lot of my inspiration stems from that and i'm always leaning toward organic fluid forms and movement i'm not a huge geometric like i appreciate geometry and angles and harsh lines and and straightness and man-made things but in my art that that's just not me so I have a lot a lot of curves and um um and things like that in color and yeah so I paint acrylic on canvas is mostly what I do and this is an example behind you of one of your paintings yes these are some of my pieces this one right here is one of my newest I'm working on a collection um centered around home just because to me my home is so important like this is my sanctuary my my safe place my happy place you know when i'm here and it's you know my family and i i'm like i am it you know this is like i feel like what heaven is like just i'm just comfortable and we can be ourselves and i've really been thinking a lot about that lately and um just seeing my students and then others around me just experience a lot of like mental health issues and, and things of that nature the past couple of mm-hmm. years. And so I've been focusing a lot more on health and well-being. And so much of that stems from your environment and, you know, mm-hmm. the things you have around you in your home, everything from wall color to your um, decor. So I was trying to kind of merge those two ideas, um, that feeling of comfort and home and you know, having a place of retreat and sanctuary with overall health and, and well-being. So, yeah, that's kind of my new collection going on back there. And then that other painting, Iris, is from last year. So, Well, your paintings do make me feel peaceful and just have a sense of serenity when I look at them. Oh, good. <laughs> so that's how I feel in watching your videos that you put out of you painting them. It's just so soothing to watch you mix the colors and I love the colors that you that you choose in them 
How do you start a painting? Uh, That is, for me, I I look at a picture and I have to kind of go from a photo when I create my painting. So do you have an idea in your head or you see something that inspires you or what are you looking at while you're painting? Do you sketch it out first? Yes. Um, A little bit of everything. Um, And kind of going back to what you just said about you feel like peaceful when you're, you know, watching my videos and things. I will say that's kind of what I try to do with my artwork as well, because I feel very, very calm and just like total zen when I'm painting. So mm-hmm. I am kind of hoping that that emotion comes across to the viewer and mm-hmm. they experience that same feeling that I had when I was painting it. Yeah, my paintings always start up here. Like they're always in my head first. And yeah, so I, I will maybe see something I'm inspired by or Typically, it's an idea, like it's a concept, you know, something going back to like, you know, peace or serenity or like I said, I've, I've been feeling this kind of idea of home and being your retreat and your sanctuary. And then I just kind of an image will come to my mind. Like sometimes I'll just see something like, oh, you know, see these kinds of lines or these kind of colors that would um, kind of show that. So I'll start sketching. I love doing thumbnails and just doing lots of little mm-hmm. small just concept sketches. I do research sometimes depending on what I'm working on, but I might um, go to the internet, you know, sometimes just a funnel Google search or Pinterest and just see what's out there. And I I will usually just start by typing a couple of keywords, not so much I'm looking for an artwork to look at and like, you know, definitely not duplicate or replicate, but just to see like Mm -hmm. if I typed in, um, you know, retreat, and looked up images, not so much, you know, artwork, but just kind of images and get an idea of, of, um, you know, shapes and colors and things. And then that oftentimes would be like, Ooh, you know, I love, I love that blue that was used in that piece or that I see in the water. And then I'll try to pull maybe that same blue into one of my paintings. So I kind of pick and choose and, um, yeah. So it usually comes from my mind. I'll research if needed. And then yes, I'll sketch Then I'll sketch it out on the canvas. I usually have a pretty strong idea of where I'm going with it once I start painting, but it's a very fluid process for me. (laughs) So sometimes I'll paint, you know, put a color down and then I'm like, oh, that's not really like vibing with the others like I thought it would. So then I'll go back and change it. And it's a lot of like back and forth, back and Mm -hmm. forth. And I feel like it's like a conversation between myself and the artwork. And so a lot of times it's leading me and we kind of go back and forth. That's such a neat relationship to have with your art. How neat. And you use acrylic, right? You said? Yes. I um I just prefer it. I've used, you know, I teach high school art. I have my fine arts degree, so I've used, you know, everything under the sun. But acrylic for me, I I love it because I can layer and I can layer quickly. I can put mm-hmm. down, you know, maybe a, a a layer of black. It dries to the touch within, you know. 10 minutes. And then if I wanted to, I could come back and do a glaze over it and I can just build up my color um, from there. So yeah, I I work in a lot of layers. So I prefer acrylic because it does dry quickly and I can um, do what I need to do. Mm. And it's tough. It's very durable. What brand of acrylic paint do you use? I use a a couple of different kinds of paints. So I use everything from golden paints, Liquitex. I use some Lucas Krill. Um, those are the main ones. And I use, most of mine are pretty transparent. Um, again, just because I do like to build up, you know, 
I could have six, seven layers just in one area. Sure. You can um, so much what I, love, mm-hmm. what I love about it is because when the light hits the painting, it's hitting, you know, it's going all the way through, through those layers and hitting the back of the canvas and reflecting back. And you get to see mm-hmm. just the dynamic buildup of those colors, which I think makes them pop and makes them much more richer than using just like a flat opaque layer. So, yeah, and I like, you know, I like a more fluid acrylic. I don't like, um, like, hard bodies. I prefer, like, a thinner acrylic. And if it's not thin enough, I water it down. Yeah. Well, it does definitely work in in your artwork. Do you share your art with your students often? Do you show them your process of what you do? Or I do. And this is something I've really learning just over the past couple of years is to share and put my work out there because I'm overall a pretty private person and I'm not shy. I like to protect my privacy for, for whatever reason, that's just how I am. And I don't like putting everything out there. Yeah. That is one thing I'm getting used to just overall is putting myself out there and it's still not super easy. Like I, I don't really like pictures of myself and video and all that, but I'm, I'm getting more used to it. Like the more I do, I have been sharing it with my students because they do ask They're like, what are you doing? You know, what are you working on? So I've started bringing my paintings into class and showing them, which they love some days. If I I'm dead. Yeah. Like too, you know, too behind on grading or anything like that. I'll paint with them and they really, really love that. Like I'll just prop it up and especially my AP art class because that's my college level art kid. So um, I run it very much like a college studio class. So they're working on their own bodies of work and then I can work on mine and, um, you know, I have them critique mine. I'm like, what do, you, what do you guys think? You know, do you, do you like this color here? Or, you know, is this, what do you think about this texture or should I add a shape here? And it's, it's just really fun because, you know, I critique and analyze their work all day and, so the yeah, you know, kind of, they think it's really cool that they get to do that to mine. <laughs> right. Oh, that must be so special to bring them into your process and so inspiring. I remember in high school seeing my teachers and the work that they're working on and thinking, wow, you know, a real artist is teaching me. Yes, and I do. I think so. They, that's that must be. You know, I think it it gives us a deeper connection too. Like, you know, as a teacher and a student. Mm-hmm just because I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm right there with you. You know, I, I do commissions. And so I'm like, guys, I have like, you know, for example, two commissions due next week. I have deadlines. I'm stressed just like you guys are. Like I have everything else on my plate, you know, life and, and all the things. And I'm like, we'll get through it. Like together, we got this. So it's kind of cool that they see, you know, I'm not this like, ooh, teacher who knows all. And I don't, I never put myself on a pedestal like that, but you know, I try to kind of stay like, guys, I'm, I'm right here in the trenches with you, like, <laughs> so they can see yeah, how I manage my time. And I'm always giving them tips and encouraging them on how to, you know, carve out time during your day for the things you need to get done. Don't procrastinate and all that. How inspiring. That's wonderful. I want to be a kid in your art class. <laughs> that makes me want to go back and teach high school. I know. Well, and that's like, when I think back to my school experience. I mean, my art classes just stick out. That was really what got me through like some really tough years. And even after school, you know, when I graduated and whatnot. And I think art, I don't think, I know, like I've researched it. That's kind of what I did my thesis on, but I was working on my master's, but art is just such a healthy 
coping skill. And just with everything that I see my students going through, I mean, life is hard. To be a kid, I feel like these days is just so hard with social media and the pressures. Mm -hmm. And they're just dealing with a lot of things that like we didn't have to deal with. So I just try to Mm -hmm. like, you know, again, from like a mental health and emotional standpoint, a lot of times and with that age group, you know, they'll move into like more self-destructive behaviors to kind of deal with things that, that are going on or whatnot. And I'm like, guys, you don't need to do any of that. Like you can sit down pull out your sketchbook. You can spill, right. You can put paint on it. You can, you know, mark it up. You can get all of your anger or whatever you're feeling and need to work through and process in a healthy, productive way. And then you, not only have you like released all these things inside of you, but then you have this like really cool art piece to look at too. So it's fun. Oh, they must feel so safe to create and explore how they're feeling in your classroom. It sounds like. I I really hope so. And again, just because I put myself in their shoes quite a bit. And something, you know, like we did an exercise the other day and one of my students was like, well, are you going to read this? And I was like, no, no, this is for your eyes only. You write you do the drawings. I will check it just for accuracy. Like I will come by, you know, as they're working, I'm just kind of walking by and monitoring, but I never like hover and read if it's something that's really private. And I was like, I'll just glance check it at the end of the period and give you credit. But no, I'm not going to sit there and read all your deepest thoughts, you know, like that, that's, that's for you. Do you hear back from a lot of students after they've graduated? Do they reach back out? I'm sure you're someone who sticks out to them as someone who was inspiring yeah, I hope so. But um, yeah, I do. And again, going back to social media, that is one of the really cool things about it is that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, while you're here, while you're my student, like we are not friends, like we are not friends on social mm-hmm. media. But then when they graduate, we'll, we'll keep up. Um, and then a handful, you know, I'll meet for coffee, maybe like once a year, or, you know, we'll get together and just kind of catch up and so that's really cool. And they reach out and they tell me, you know, they miss my class or they miss me and, you know, how much they learned from me and all that. And, you know, they want to see me again. I'm like, oh, what? Really? <laughs> that's really cool because Aww. especially again at the high school level, it's like, you know, it's not too cool to like, like your teachers or, you know. So the fact that they do that is like, yeah, it is really humbling. It's yeah, it definitely makes me feel good. I'm like, okay, I did something right. If nobody else in that class got anything from at least as one student did and I was able to get through you know to that one student so it makes it worth it (laughs) oh good I know that just fills your heart up I my kids you know I taught preschool through second grade so they're on a much younger level but when they remember you and they and you can see that you've had some type of a impact just that they are they have some joy when they see you or interact with you and when did you know you wanted to be an art teacher and know that that was the track you wanted to take? That's a great question. So art just growing up was kind of always my thing. It was like the one thing I was good at, you know, I tried lots of things and I I tried the sports and no, I'm not an athlete. And I tried, you know, all these different things. And finally I was like, you know what? Art is like the only thing I'm really good at. And people noticed it. So I was like, okay, well maybe I should kind of lean into this a little bit. So you know, I was always the kid taking like all the art classes in school. I took wood shop, anything hands on. When I was in high school, you know, I took all the art classes into the art club and did all that. 
and I applied um, to Meredith College. I did a portfolio review for a scholarship. I was like, you know, what the heck, I'll just apply and and see what the professors think. And that was my first time doing like a formal critique with my artwork because in high school we, we did a few, but not not mm-hmm. a lot. So it was very nerve nerve wracking. And I walked into the room like with you know my five best artworks and. There was literally like just like tables of art professors <laughs> and I had to wow up and like talk about them. And another reason why I really push my students, we critique a lot and we use our vocabulary and I'm always trying to do all that because I just know, you know, how important that is um, as an artist. But yes, um, and I ended up getting a scholarship and I was like, oh, OK, maybe like this could like really be something, you know, I, c- I could do with my life. And so at Meredith. I will just say, I just, the college is just so special and and so amazing. And the professors just really all took me under their wing and we had small classes. And so I got to know the other girls really well, but yeah, I I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do with it. Um, And I thought about art therapy just because, you know, again, I I love the, the healing nature, I guess that, that art has. And like I said, how it's impacted me as a person and got me through some really rough times. So I thought about that. I thought about teaching. And my advisor, one of my mentors said, well, you know, Jamie, why don't you take this methods class? And it's where, you know, the class you go out into the schools and you teach art lessons to kids, different age groups, different types of schools, different classes. Like we would teach everything from like a special ed class to, you know, we go into an English class one day at like a middle school and teach a lesson or whatever. And we had homeschoolers Mm -hmm. come to um, Meredith. And so I took that class and I was like, this is really cool. Like it felt, it felt very natural. And I loved the planning, like, oh, which is weird. I loved having my lesson plan book and I loved like figuring out what we're going to do every day and goals. And I loved writing lesson plans. I remember one of my professors saying like, you write like some of the best lesson plans. Like they're so thorough. They're so detailed because I like thinking through things and figuring out, you know, the pacing and materials and all the things. And I love art history. I love art history. So I was like incorporating different artists. And anyway, so that's when I really, I started to connect with that. And I, yeah, that's when I started to pursue it. I um, got my teaching license. And then when I student taught, yeah, that was just like a whole nother, like huge learning curve, but it was cool. And I was like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. And did you know that you would end up in a high school I, I was on the track. I was thinking I'd be in a high school. And then I, the job that I got was in an elementary, which ended up working out great. Yeah. So at, at first I was, um, I student taught at a middle school and, you know, when you get your teaching license, well, at least I know in North Carolina, it's K-12 and I love the middle school age. Um, when I got my first job, it was like middle school, it was elementary, middle and a little bit of high school. So it was, I was like the one, oh. art the whole school, um, which was, which is fun and intense and I learned a lot. But the more I taught each of the grade levels, the more I started favoring the older ones just because Mm -hmm. they were much more capable, their skill level, you know, obviously like elementary kids, I'm still having to teach them like how to hold scissors and how to cut shapes, which is a very important skill, but it got very repetitive for me as the week went on. But the high schoolers, man, they are, so so talented and they're just creative and they're imaginative 
And I feel like no matter kind of what challenge I gave them, they would just like run with. And so that was really cool. So then, yeah, I kind of moved and, and went to the high school level, like full time. How many years has it been now that you've been teaching and specifically high school also? Ooh. So I've been teaching. This is my 20th year teaching. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I was like crazy to think about, but it goes by, you know, it flies by, you know, they say time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So I, I, I believe that. But I think I've been teaching high school solely for, I mean, most, most of those years, maybe like 15, 16 years. Have you always been creating your own art on the side? How, when did you kind of turn that into a business? So I've kind of, I've always done art on the side, like, you know, as an artist, <laughs> yes, I'm a teacher, but like, you can't, you can't just stop creating. And it's something that kind of keeps me whole and it keeps me balanced and it keeps me grounded. So I've always had that to some extent. And then, gosh, it might've been back. I can't remember the year, but I know early on in my teaching, you know, I was, you know, painting and doing my own thing. And I did start just putting my artwork. Gosh, I don't want to say this is like even before social media blew up, but I started putting my artwork up at, you know, just local restaurants and um, some small galleries and whatnot in Raleigh and, you know, having little shows here and there and I was selling it and things were going well. I started doing paint parties. I think someone actually just asked me like, Hey, you know, I thought about having some, getting some friends together. Could you, you know, carry us through a painting and teach us how to do it? And I was like, Oh yeah, I could do that. I mean, that's what I do every day. It's like, you know, just, it was just, it felt really natural. So I was like, sure, I could do that. And I started doing some paint parties and that grew. I started doing um, parties for businesses, like in doing team building activities and that, like that really took off. Yeah. So I was doing that really, and it was, it was going really well. And then I had my son, <laughs> which my priority shifted. You know, I had all my time and energy. My, my husband works a lot. We're both a little bit of like workaholics, which is good. We, you know, we both appreciate um, hard work. And, but when I had my son, you know, I was like, okay, he's, he really needs me right now. He's only going to be small for so long. I really want to pour it into him. And I made a very conscious decision to just kind of put my own like art on hold for a little bit, which is fine. It kind of worked out. I, um, a few years after he was born, I did start to kind of put my artwork out there a little bit more. And I ended up selling, this was just so, this just, just happened. It was meant to be, I ended up selling um, an office bought all of my paintings, like all of them. They're like, we'll take what you, whatever you have. And that was right before COVID. Yeah. Like it was, you know, they say you have angels and I know God watches out for me. And it was, it was just meant to be. So that was right before COVID hit. I was able to sell all of my things. You know, I was still teaching though. We still were able to to teach online, but it was just, it was different. That was a really kind of interesting transitional year, but that's what kind of made me like, okay, this is a really like, you know, thinking of it, like from a business standpoint, which I'm an artist, I don't have really that business mindset yet. I'm getting there. I'm learning. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I saw this office, um, their employees like really just appreciate my work and they had just had this interior designer come in before they decided to buy my work. They 
had like, she had like decorated the whole office and brought in all these like prints and they were wonderful, you know, just kind of what you might see up at a hotel or an office building. But they're like, you know, we're just, we're, they're, we're, they're not really exciting us. So long story short, we started talking, I was showing them my art and then they decided to buy it all. And they took everything down that the interior designer had put up and put up my work. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I need to get back into this. So yeah, so then I started, you know, painting a little bit more. And a good friend of mine from my high school art class, who was also an artist, told me about this class that she took. It was like an online um, class with an artist. And she's just like, you know, Jamie, the whole time I was taking it, I thought of you. It's about, you know, making art, but then also making, you know, making money with your work. And like, you know, it kind of takes you through practices and, you know, business tips and tools and things like that. So I ended up taking that class the following year, I believe it was. And it just really inspired me. And I think it kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, wow, this, this is like a whole thing. This, there's a world out there where artists are making their work and, and, you know, able to make a living from it. So that inspired me just to do it more, just to kind of intentionally paint and continue doing my work, but really start sharing it and like putting it out there. And Mm -hmm. it's just kind of naturally progressed and evolved from there, you know, word of mouth. And I started doing some commissions. Someone reached out and asked me to do, you know, painting of a photograph he had. And I was like, sure. So I did that. And then, you know, someone else saw that and then they asked me to do one for them. And it's just, you know, yeah, kind of took off from there. And my son is getting older now, so he can entertain himself a little bit better. He's six. So I'm able to paint or work. Um, He actually has his own little art table and chair over there on the side of my studio. So a lot of times, (laughs) so he'll, work while I work. Like he'll make his art. When we go to the store to get our supplies, he always has to get some canvases. So I get my canvases, he gets his canvases. And so we'll work together, which is really cool. Yeah. So I feel like I'm still able to kind of balance, you know, my role as a mom and then as an artist a little bit easier now that he's getting older. So most of your art time is when in, is it weekends? Is it Mm. Nights. I mean, if he's working with you now, it may not be late into the night anymore, but what kind of when do you schedule it for? Well, I'll tell you, one of my things is I don't, I can paint at night, but I don't like to paint at night because of the, because Mm -hmm. I prefer natural sunlight when I work just because of the colors. I can see better, you know, you see colors more accurately in sunlight. So I try to paint as much as I can during the day. Um, I paint a lot on the weekends when like, for example, yesterday I needed to do some painting and my husband's like, well, I'll take Mason, my son. He's like, we'll go off and, and go do something fun. So they do like a little boy's outing. And then, you know, my son thinks that that's like the best thing in the world, you know, hanging out with daddy and, and doing boys things. Yeah. Um, he's like, we can't tell you what we did, mommy, you know. Oh. And I get to I get a quiet house because obviously I work in my home studio. So the house is quiet for hours and I can really get a lot done. Yeah, so I do most of my painting on the weekends. Um, again, if I'm able to take my work into school, that's kind of cool. And I can, you know, get some progress done there um, just while my students are working um, because they love to see that. But then I do paint at night. If, I, if I've already got my colors set up on my palette, like sometimes I'll even mix my colors during the day or while the sun's still out mm-hmm. setting. But I like try to get some colors that I need mixed up. 
And then after my son goes to bed, I'll paint. But I just, I try to make sure I have my colors nice and accurate. Like I want them before the sun goes down. And I know that probably needs to change because I could get a lot more done at night. But I know we've talked a lot about balance and like balancing all the things in life, but I do um, protect my sleep. I really, I, I go to bed at a certain time. My husband picks on me for it, but I'm like, you know, I, I'm not, I try not to pull all nighters unless it's like absolutely necessary. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do have that time when I cut, I cut my phone off, you know, I lay down and just whatever I got done that day, I got done. I do try to work ahead as much as I can just because I don't, I, I don't like to stress. So I try not to procrastinate. I try not to put things off. I just try to work as much as I can. Even if it feels like I have a lot of time before paintings do, I just know deadlines creep up on you. So I just paint as much as I can. Yes, I do. Um, even if it's just like an hour or two a day, it accumulates. And before you know it, I've got, you know, 10 or 15 hours in the piece and, you know, it's getting close to the, to those final details or whatever. So you have deadlines as well to, that you have to meet and it's, it's a lot to, to get in. Yeah. And they really do creep up. So in life, just, you can't plan for everything that life is going to throw your way. So yeah, making the most use of the time that you have as you have it um, is so important. Right. And so your commissions, do those tend to be your more abstract work or you are a beautifully um, realistic painter also? Do you, what, what do your commissions tend to look like? So, so far, they've all been very realistic, which is kind of, I've really enjoyed it. It's been a fun challenge and it gives, because I paint so abstractly and I paint, you know, like I talked about earlier, kind of fluid and organic. And I, I, you know, it's kind of a constant conversation between me and the painting as I'm working, but a realistic painting that you're working on from a photograph or, you know, photographs is just so different. Like, the photographs really dictate what I have to do. Um, so it's been, it's been a really fun challenge in that way, but it's been, it's helped me balance. Like I feel like it's been really good for me as an artist because not only do I get to create these, you know, really fun, abstract, colorful pieces, but then I also have these pieces that are pushing my skills or pushing my technique. They're pushing everything about me as an artist because I have to recreate this texture or this shine on the leaves or this fur on, you know, right on the dog's ear for the lights hitting it. And so it's, it's been realistic commissions, but I've, I've really enjoyed them surprisingly. So yes, I'll, I'm I'm totally fine with, with doing those, but yeah. And I think it's just, like I said, it's been a good balance too. It is nice to feed your creativity in different ways, switch things up and keep it interesting for yourself. But your realistic paintings are just beautiful. I enjoy seeing those just as much as your abstract paintings. Your commissions, you know, I understand how you don't get to hold on to those pieces for as long. And your your abstract work, do you sell a lot of prints of those or do you create print-on-demand options for people to sell, kind of what is your selling platform, um, or do you just sell originals? So I sell the original paintings and prints. I would say I sell maybe 
like equal amounts of both. I don't do print on demand. Like I know, I know a lot of artists will use that where you can, you know, print on different materials and different things, but mm-hmm. I do like kind of protecting them as an artwork. Yeah, I, I love prints because it extends mm-hmm. the life of the painting. And once the original sells, and, and I've run into this, an original painting will sell and others just love it and they, you know, they want it as well or want a copy of it. So that's kind of how I started doing the prints. And it does kind of extend the life of the painting and lets others enjoy it as well. But I like to kind of cap that. So I will do like, I do limited edition prints. So, you know, depending on the painting, maybe 20 or 25 at most, um, just because I think that also helps to, I don't want to say preserve the quality of it, but it, I don't know, it just makes it a little bit more special, I think, versus just printing it and having like hundreds and thousands out there. Um, You know, as an artist, I'm like, this is something handcrafted and that I've, you know, that I made with my, my hands and my soul and my heart. And so I want it to, to continue being like this special um, kind of thing. That's not just, you know, out there in numerous amounts. No, that makes sense. I think it also forces the person who's interested in buying it to appreciate that that much more that is a unique hand created painting. So um, that's a great idea. Where do you have your prints made? So I use a printing company actually out of Texas. I've tried a couple of different places for various reasons, whether it's, you know, the the paper that they're printing on or it could be the turnaround time. I just wasn't completely satisfied. And then an artist friend of mine, actually a former student, he was also an artist, um, one that I keep in touch with. She suggested um, this printing company that she used and she's like, they're in Texas, but they do a really good job and their turnaround is quick. So I can order from them online and it's usually here within, you know, a matter of days, uh, which is, which is very nice. Great. Yeah. So do you order when you complete a painting, do you photograph it and then order a limited edition then so that you have them and can sell them or do you order them as you need them within the, you know, the number, the limited number you want to have? Right. I order, I always, yeah, I've gotten really good and better at photographing my work before it leaves because <laughs> yeah. I take a so time. Important. Also just being in a hurry and you're finishing a piece and someone wants it and they, mm-hmm. it's gone. And I'm like, oh, I didn't photograph it. So I have learned over the past couple of years to take really good, you know, document my work and Yes, I always have a really high quality photograph. I have a photographer who will take, um, you know, high resolution raw images and that way I have them. And then depending on what I need, I will have them printed. So I have done a few markets last year, which was something kind of new. And I took some prints with me to the market. So, you know, I then made it a point to um, have some prints there. So I went back and, you know, had several of my paintings um, printed. I did do some greeting cards, which were really fun and, and um, people really took to. They loved the, you know, seeing my artwork on the greeting cards, which was kind of cool. And yeah, so I just kind of print based on the need. Do you print them to scale as the original painting was? Or, I mean, not for greeting cards and things like that, but for just kind of your standard prints? Um, you offer different sizes? I, I offer different sizes. 
I love to paint big and I, I don't know if that's been, I, I, it hasn't been an issue for me, but I, I have realized when I, I learned from another artist, they're like, you know, it's harder to sell a bigger painting. Um, and I never really thought about that. I was just like, I just, I feel more liberated when I'm working large. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, good. I do too. <laughs> and I never really thought about that. So I've started to scale back some of my canvas sizes just for, you know, logistics and, and things of that nature. But yeah, so my, so most of my artwork is large. So I paint, um, excuse me. So I print, yeah, I can print it to scale, but typically not as many people want that, you know, like a mid range, like a 12 by 16 or mm-hmm. maybe like a nine by 12. That, that's usually the range that people have tended to want uh, prints in that I found from my experience. Yeah, I would say that's similar kind of um, sizing that I get requested. But that's, um, you know, I think it's important as an artist, like we talked about earlier, just having having connections with other artists and having a network of art friends Mm -hmm. you can learn from. You know, speaking of, of doing the markets, and I've said this to you, but if there was ever a lull in the crowd, you know, I am going to other artists and other booths and talking to them and asking them about, you know, their experience and things that they've learned and what has worked and what has not worked. And I think that's one of that I I found has been one of the most crucial and important aspects of like quote building a, you know, a business is, is kind of learning from others and, in that community that, you know, over competition and not seeing other artists and small businesses as competition, but more so as allies and, um, and friends. So that's one thing that I've, I've learned so much just from watching others and listening to others and just kind of picked up little things here and there, which has helped me. Yeah, I agree with that. I love that you say allies. I think it's so special to build up each other as artists and, that's the whole podcast purpose is to bring in a community of artists and, and to learn from. And I guess you talk to your students a lot, but as someone who is a new artist or you know, trying to find their way or find their voice, what's a piece of advice that you tend to fall back on, whether it's something about staying inspired or even about you know the business route you're still learning about? Ooh, there is so much, so much. Um, first off, I would say it's important to experiment and play. Playing is a huge part of learning. I don't care how old you are. You know, even if it's just breaking out your sketchbook and trying something and experimenting with the technique or something you saw online, like I know my students, you know, they'll come to me often. And they're like, oh, I saw this on TikTok. I really want to try it. Can I do this? And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, they'll show me the video and it's, you know, something you're pouring the paint, you're pulling it with the different materials, whatever. Um, But I think that's important. I think it's important to allow yourself that space to try new things and to make mistakes. And, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect and things aren't always going to work out as we think they should. But that happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I always tell them, you know, it's fine to experiment, to play. And even when we're starting a new project at school and I break down techniques and and kind of how I do things and like traditional methods of using watercolor or whatever it is. But I'm like, you know, you can try 
try and sing it your own way. And if you find something that works better, great. So that is one thing I would say, experiment and play. I also encourage them just to like keep their eyes open, you know, get off, get off this, put the little lighted rectangle away and like live in the moment. Yes. And yes, observe what's, what's around you and appreciate and just be present wherever you are. Because I think, I think there can be this like sense of reality can be off sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when they're sucked into, into their phones and this like kind of um, false reality. So and I tell them like big ideas, you know, don't have to, you don't have to like travel to some other country to like be inspired. Although that, I mean, that's amazing. It's wonderful. Sure. But you don't have to, to be inspired. I'm like, you can be inspired just by like your daily life and your daily interactions with, with people. And, you know, I love to walk the greenway and, and trails where I am and just being outside and looking and noticing colors and textures and patterns and lines. And, you know, I'm always taking pictures and like recording things that I see that, that I appreciate or that I'm drawn to and just keeping a record. I always tell them like, keep a record, whether it's like on a postcard or in a magazine, tear it out. If you love a color, tear it out, put it in your sketchbook and, and have it for your, I call it like your visual file folder or like your filing cabinet, you know? Oh, oh, I love that. The more you look at things, the more you have to pull from and look at art. Online is great, but in person is better. Like, you know, and I tell Mm -hmm. stories about, when, um, you know, we're just so fortunate being here in Raleigh, having the North Carolina Museum of Art right around the corner and going to Meredith, it was like right beside me. Like that's where, you know, when I had to write a paper, I had to go to the art museum and I always had to look at artworks in person. And it does make a a big difference because, you know, I remember when um, Monet had an exhibit years ago when I was in college and I got to go see and just standing in front of one of his paintings, like all years seeing the impasto marks and just, you know, knowing that you're standing right in front of where he once stood. I'm like, guys, that is just, that is incredible. That's, you can't get that from a screen. Like you need to go out and look and do it. Yeah. (laughs) So I get really excited and passionate about it, but those would be some of my top um, kind of top tips. Those are great, especially the play. You probably see it with the paint parties, but people sit down and get so intimidated by starting to paint something because they want it to be just right and they want it to be perfect and and it's play really encourages you to break down the the barriers of just enjoy the process and I always think my paintings go through what I call and I shouldn't call it the ugly stage but I'm always like oh this is you know there's there's always a time in between you're like you just have to hang on and have faith that you're gonna you're going somewhere and you'll get there eventually but I think play is so important and being at galleries and museums I went to the Van Gogh exhibit in Amsterdam and was also like seeing his work in person and the depth of his brush strokes and they just come to life and the color you just can't appreciate color the way that it truly is in person in a digital way Right. I feel like we're almost desensitized to color because it can be replicated so well digitally, if that makes sense. But when you see it in person, like we're not used to seeing color like that in person, like tangible, incredible. So that's all great advice. 
what's next for you? What are you working towards kind of for your art, your business or teaching? Um, yeah, I'm still just going to continue. Um, I feel like I'm just on a journey (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I love, I love it all. So I'm just trying to continue, like continuing to try to balance everything. And with my own art, yeah, I've got have so many different ideas. And my sketchbook is full of paintings that I want to do. It's just kind of finding the time to do them because I do have a couple of commissions going on right now with some um, yeah. dates that are um, arriving pretty quickly. So those are taking priority. Um, but I do think today, for example, I'm going to sit down, even if it's like for 45 minutes and just get some progress done on some of my own pieces, um, just because that does help keep me going. But yeah, I think I'm just going to continue. I'm going to continue working as much as I can. And I am going to continue putting myself out there. I do think I'm going to apply. You know, I'm always looking for different shows and things to apply to. So there are some coming up that I would like to apply to and, you know, kind of see what happens there and maybe a market or two. Um, and just, you know, I feel like it's just things kind of happen quickly and you don't even realize they're happening. Like when I looked back and was reflecting on last year and looking at like the number of paintings I did and, you know, things that I've sold and and commissions, I was like, Oh wow. I did a lot last year. I did not even realize that at the time. And then even now looking at this year, I mean, we're still in January and you know, I'm already kind of, I've already done so much more than I had, you know, than I did last year when I was like, when we were in July. So I think pausing and taking time to kind of reflect and appreciate maybe a little bit more as I go through this year is definitely something I want to do more of. And I want, my my plan is to be a little bit more organized Um, just because last year, I feel like, like I said, things were just happening and I was doing and I was going, but I never really took the time to step back and go, okay. And really analyze like what's happening. Am I liking where my own work is going. And, and I think I did get to a point, I was just cranking it out so much that it started going in a different direction. And so I really am trying to stay focused this year and, and kind of stay mm-hmm. on that intentional path in my own pieces. So yeah, so we'll see what happens. I'm excited though. I'm excited to, to make work. And I hear a lot of, a lot of feedback and most people say, gosh, it's just so inspiring. Like, how are you doing it all? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just doing, like, I don't sit there and think about it. You know, um, I'm, I'm a doer. So I'm like, if I, if there's something I want to do, or I know I'm, I want to start a new piece, I just, I plan it out and then I do it. And then that's what, that's what you're seeing. So um, a lot of people have, have come to me and be like, you're so inspiring. You're just, you know, always doing and working and everything's beautiful. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you just do it and put it out there, people notice, which I didn't realize until last, I think it was last year. I was like, wow, a lot of people are are seeing this more so than I have thought, which is really cool. So yeah, it's been a lot of growth and and progress, but you know, I feel like I learned something new every day. Well, I'm so excited for you and I'm also inspired by you. So, and it's nice to hear when people are, I feel like that helps feed your energy and what you're doing and that I've enjoyed talking to you and hearing from you today and one day we're going to have to meet in person. I feel like we could sit and we could just talk all day. Let's do it. <laughs> I would love to reach, when I reached out to you via email, speaking of inspiration, I saw some my um my dad had forwarded me your post about your 100th pet portrait. And like you were reflecting on that. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I felt a connection. And then I saw your work and I was like, oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. And so 
you inspired me. And I was like, I've got to reach out to this girl. So then I, you know, wrote this long email and I just told you how like amazing your work is and how I was just so excited and happy for you and just all that you had kind of built for yourself and your business and everything. So yeah, so I appreciate you and your work and it's, it definitely has inspired me. Well, that was so sweet. Your email that day just made my day and here I feel like our, our communities are growing and enhancing just because we're, we know each other now. So uh, I'm sure and I hope that other people are inspired by hearing your story and your experiences. So how can those who have been listening, how can we follow you and stay in touch or ask follow-up questions and see what your work is like? Oh, sure. So you can social medias we can follow. Yes. Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Moore Art. And I'm also on Facebook, um, Jamie Lynn Moore Art also. And then I have a website, very easy, <laughs> www.jamielynnmoore.com. So yes, yeah, so you can look me up and I would, I would love anybody who um, is listening, if you have any questions or comments or feedback, yeah, I would, I would totally love to hear from you because that's another thing I've learned through this process is just the importance of, the importance of connection. When they talk about business and, you know, as I said before, I'm an artist. I never really feel like a business person, but I'm realizing more and more that, quote, business is just connection and and getting yeah. to know other people and sharing. And yeah, so, so that is one really cool thing that has come out of all of this is I just I love meeting new people and hearing stories and learning from others. And yeah, so I would love to hear from you. Good. Well, thank you so much. Yes, check out Jamie's social medias and definitely your website because your website is beautiful. Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day off. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Yes. And I I need to have you on again so that we can continue delving in because Mm -hmm. you just have so much great insight there. Oh, thank you. I just, you know, I know what I know and like, that's it. So I hope it's somewhat helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Enjoy talking to you. You too. Well, that's it for today. I hope you've been inspired by the Brushed Up podcast with Lindsay Finch Art. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please follow me at Lindsay Finch Art on social media. Talk to you next time.